All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Linebolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, if you haven't noticed, there is an incredible amount of absolutely beautiful faces that are on this episode for 200 right now. This is a very unique situation to um, you really launch out this episode in a panel style episode. So we've never done this on History of Real Estate Titans. This is absolutely incredible that these true professionals and past real estate titans are sharing their time and takeaways. We're calling these the lightning rounds. So they're very short, they're very tactical and applicable. So it's only two questions as opposed to the typical seven. We're gonna do round robin style. This is gonna be rapid fire, so stay tuned. But uh, without further ado, I just wanna start, um, and I guess let's just start kind of at the top and kind of work our way down. So Lee, if you wanna just start with introducing yourself with the first question and we'll round robin all the way around. I love going first because that means I cannot have to follow anybody else, but I'm Lee Brown. I'm a 20-year realtor from Concord, North Carolina, which is just outside of Charlotte. I don't brag about my rankings because I ain't ranked right now. I've been number one in the past. Doesn't mean shit to me anymore because all I'm concerned about is delivering a client experience that surprises and delights. And I'm just thrilled to be here and to answer any questions you might have. Love it, Lee. Thank you so much. All right. So, Sarah, you're up next. Well, hello. I am Sarah. I'm from Edmonton, Canada, the Great White North. Right. Uh, I'm an individual agent, so and I sell about I don't know 45 million a year is my kind of running average. But um, like Lee said, you know, the most important thing to me is the quality of life I get to live. I do most of that not working weekends and getting to spend lots of time uh, showing my horses, which is what I got into real estate for and love and. Uh, you know, it's a lot more about um, working to live <laughs> instead of living to work. So uh, that's me. Love that, Sarah. That's perfect. Perfect. So Matt, you're up next. What's happening, everybody? My name is Matthew Miali. I am in uh, Connecticut, sandwiched right between these two cities that you guys have heard of, Boston and New York. Uh, that's the square state that's right in between them. Uh, we, a lot of people drive through there on the way from one to the other. Uh, my team and I are the number one production team in the state. We do about 500 units a year, uh, predominantly in the center of the state. So we actually don't really stretch. We cover the whole state. We just do most of our business right in the middle. Um, started the business in 2010. We are 17 full-time agents and four administrators. So we're a pretty big operation. That's Love us. It. I'm Matt. Nice Love to meet it. you. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. So Catherine, you're up next. Um, my name is Catherine Rain. I'm from Miami, Florida. So I'm in South Florida and in Miami and the beaches. And I'm with Keller Williams and I was the last two years the number one agent in the state of Florida with KW as a solo agent. And I'm a proud solo agent. I'm really proud of that. I don't have a big team. I did last year just under 50 million and I do it with a little bit of leverage, but not all too much. That's huge, Catherine, and I love that, representing Florida all the way through and through. Gary, you're up next, my friend. Let me just unmute myself because this is gonna blow your <laughs> mind. So, uh, Gary Ashland, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, originally from England. We've uh, been doing real estate since 2001, and I have a big team. We're the number one Remax team in the, can everybody say along with me? Yeah. So, the world. world. 
Um, and so uh, we did 650 million last year, wow. 150 agents, and I think there's 1,800 transactions. And um, yeah, we're all about uh, being the number one REMAX team in the world. I love that, Gary. And again, giving perspective from all over everybody out here. So Ricky, you're up next, my friend. Hey guys, what's up? Ricky Carruth here. I'm down in Alabama, actually, right on the beach. If anybody knew there was a beach in Alabama. So I grew up here. I've uh, <laughs> been selling real estate for 18 years now. So I've been through the ups and downs through it all. Um, I'm just a solo agent like several of these other agents. I've sold over 100 deals a year for the last seven years, uh, going on eight. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here. So I'm just having fun. Awesome. Thanks, Ricky. I appreciate that. All right, my friend. So, John, you are up. All right. Well, hello, everybody. My name is John Wentworth. I am in the Mitten State in Michigan. And uh, we have a big team, a growing team. We actually were with Remax and they fired me which was the best thing that ever happened. Uh, that was the push that, uh, that I needed from God to say, go do something different. But uh, you know what? We're a big growing team. We're, gonna, we're on track to probably do about 700 transactions this year, uh, which is a great number, but it doesn't mean a whole lot at the end of the day. Um, just really focused on the people inside of our organization and, and providing everybody a platform to just be the best they can be. Oh, that's huge, Sean. Thank you so much for that. And, and so we got Dan up from uh, San Diego. So what's going on, Dan? What's going on, guys? Really a cool group you put together here. A lot of my friends on the call, so yeah. it's nice to see everybody. Uh, we're in San Diego, uh, run the Beer Home Team. We broker our business through eXp Realty. We are on path to 370 or so transactions this year. It'll be about 250 million, give or take, um, in closed business. Um, it'll be our third consecutive year, over 200 million closed. Wow. And we have what I would consider uh, like a fully leveraged, fully built out team. And that mm. doesn't mean that it won't evolve. It won't keep growing. And, and certainly there's more, you know, doesn't stop. But what I mean by that is when speaking to agents and helping them with their growth, yes, we have everything from showing agents to inside sales to operations people, marketing coordinator, runner, right? Uh, you know, your sales manager, um, operate, you know, transaction manager, listing manager, they have assistants, et cetera. So in any case, point being is a reasonably good scope of um, all of the different paths and positions and ways to grow a real estate team. Hmm. And um, I think if we've done anything really expertly well, it's been that we've consistently surrounded ourselves with the best people in real estate, bar none, period. And hmm. And that's, that's been the most predictable path to growth. Um, so that's Huge. why I love being here, man. Thanks for bringing us together. Love it, Dan. That was great. Absolutely great. And I do, I do want to uh, give a shout out to Lana Rodriguez here, uh, a fellow Coloradan and right here in Colorado Springs. So Lana, you're up. Hello, everyone. Lana Rodriguez here coming from Colorado, where it's about to snow any, <laughs> any hour now. That's right. Uh, from 90-degree weather into dropping 30s. Uh, six years in a business. Five years out of those six were with Remax, and that's how I know a lot of these wonderful professionals. I saw them on stages and conferences, and currently we're brokered with Keller Williams. I run a um, small but mighty team. We currently have five agents and two support staff, including full-time videographer on team and client care manager, and three years in a row, we're doing 200 transactions all by referral only. That is huge. Super awesome. And last but certainly not least, James, you're up, my friend. 
What's going on, everybody? Great to be here. James Harris checking in from Beverly Hills, California, where it's not about to snow. Uh, it's currently about 100 Fahrenheit. And uh, we have not done 600 transactions, but I congratulate all of you for all of these wonderful deals you're doing. Uh, we were ranked number four by the Wall Street Journal Real Trends for small teams in America. Wow. Grateful, looking at ways to expand our team and our volume every single year. And uh, grateful to be here with all of you. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you, James. And, and everybody out there. So uh, again, we're just going to round robin this once more. But I just want to announce that every single individual has been on Titans prior and every single episode will be listed in the comments down below so that you can watch each and every one of these Titans, their full story, their full episode, what got them into the business and everything from today onwards. So look in the comments down below so you can dive deep into everybody as well. Now, let's actually reverse it. So since we ended with James, let's start with James on question uh, two and then kind of go back the the reverse order so uh, James I guess we'll, we'll start kind of with this this really meat of everything and this is what's going into the lightning rounds everybody tunes in they want to learn from the best and brightest in the real estate world and how they've grown and scaled their business so if you could share one takeaway or something that you apply to your business or if it ends up being systems or you know processes or support staff or coaching or, or just the way that you produce yourself um, what does that look like for you what advice would you give out to anybody who's watching or listening so it's a great question um, and for us I'm not gonna focus on the systems in place we have a phenomenal team that we built we've always kept our team team lean and mean and we always want to keep everybody incentivized so rather than growing this two three hundred person team we have eight people on our team everyone uh, is incentivized when one person closes a deal everybody gets paid but mm. what I want to focus on is when I started in the business. Day one, I'm in Los Angeles. I don't have a single contact in my book. Um, I don't know where Beverly Hills is to West Hollywood. And I'm wondering how the hell am I going to do it? And to keep this short and concise, for me, it was always about fear and how I would okay. jump in front of my fear uh, and turn it into faith and believe in myself. And by believing in myself, I was able to think outside of my comfort zone. Many of us like to work within our comfort zone and never step outside of that boundary. So when I started in the business with David, it was always about breaking through boundaries, thinking outside of the box, being creative, looking at what the competition was doing, not copying it, but doing it in our own way that was unique to us. So really trying to understand What's my unique selling point? What makes me different from everybody else? And then not letting fear stand in the way of growth. Hmm. And so for us, it was very much a question of if we can sell a $1 million house, we can sell a $10 million house. If we can sell a $10 million house, we can sell a $100 million house. Hmm. And so always breaking through being comfortable. Um, wow. And I personally believe if you're comfortable, you're staying still. You have to break through those barriers to go to the next level and the next. Um, and again, not to, to show off, but to prove that it can be done. Last year, we were able to close on a single family home that was $120 million. And wow. I believe that that was done with having self-belief, 
and stepping outside of our comfort zones and going for it. And I'll end on this. If you can door knock a $1 million house, you can door knock a $50 million house. The only thing that changes is the paycheck. So step outside of your comfort zone, (laughs) get rid of the fear, follow your dream and shoot for the top. I I love that, James. And again, talking about that fear in the comfort zones, and that's extremely applicable and for everybody to really take away out there. And again, that is perfect timing. And we're going to go right into to Lana with this one. So Lana, what, what, what's your thought process? What's your takeaway? Um, anything you give advice to anybody growing scale business? Yeah, sure. If I may just uh, share two takeaways. Sure. One takeaway that worked very well for my team and our team was kind of bigger in size and now it's smaller, but I think next year we'll be ready to grow again is to have everyone has a role on a team, what they do. No, no one is in competition with each other. So my role is a frame maker. You know, my husband is investments. We have listing specialists, we have buyer specialists, we have client care specialists. So everybody has their own little niche where they're working on. And I believe it was, it's very effective. And second thing, what I want to share is, Whatever you do and how, whatever business you run, you always need to focus on your community and our communities, our clients. Hmm. And my love language is either, either gifts or quality time. Hmm. So as you know, Greg, I, I'm known for my client events. Yep. And when this year, when 2020 hit, I was like, what am I going to do? And yes, we had to cancel a few client events that we already had booked. But believe it or not, we persevered and we're still hosting them, right? Right. And bringing your community during these difficult times together and seeing them just saying hi, of course, wearing a mask or not, it makes such a huge difference. Um, yeah. In Colorado, when things got a little easier and we were, we were able to get out of our house, we hosted a drive through taco party for our clients. In five hours, we gave out almost 2,000 tacos to 250 client families, right? Oh, it was wow. very healthy, very clean. And believe it or not, the momentum was huge. We also hosted a mini golf event. It was super safe. We are about to host our biggest event of the year, which is Pumpkin Patch, open air, you know, precautions. But our clients love it. They appreciate it. And I'm about to keep doing it till I get shut down. And hopefully I won't, right? So focusing you on You don't get clients. shut down. You're in Florida. That's I'm in Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. Oh, Colorado. <laughs> I, I want to be in Florida. <laughs> Only um, one could be so, right. You know, so, so whatever you guys, wherever our audience is at, if you can just host smaller scale client events, and gather them and let them know you love and care for them is going to go a long way. Lana, I, I love that. And, and again, you are widely known for, for really caring about your clients and really supporting them and, and providing so many of those gatherings and showing them that you care. And it is about community, it is about people. And, and again, um, it's not just volume and transactions. It's about doing well and, and doing good for others in, in your communities that you serve. And, and I love that ad and takeaway. So again, if anybody's not doing those events in your local areas with restrictions, giving in our current situation and climate, you need to be on it. You really need to be with the people and care and, and set those events up. I think they're phenomenal. Um, all right. So Daniel, you're up, my friend. What, what's, uh, what's your takeaway? What's your thought process? How people are growing and scale business? Oh, you're muted, my friend. Oh, there you go. There we go. Sorry about that. So looking back at all the different things we've done, and you know, there's been so many different catalysts, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's the, the, this current iteration of our team really took off in 2013. And there's the three years before that of trying to build it and not doing it right and breaking it and starting over. And so there's a lot of important things along the way. I'd say that if I was you know, what, what just really comes to mind right now that I'd love to share with the audience is a, a, a mindset I took on mm. that really 
if we look at most of the rest of the dominoes, we can trace them back to this one thing. So I'm in San Diego, California. It's not quite Beverly Hills, but we, we are a high price point market on, you know, compared to the rest of the nation. We are a very sophisticated market, a very fancy market, all these things, right? Especially, but here's the thing. These are mostly things we just think about ourselves. What I started to realize as I started to develop relationships around the country with guys like Gary Ashton, one of my first, what I would call real estate friends, you know, outside of San Diego, I started to realize that, you know, gee, if, if, I, if, if instead of hanging out in, in only in my market here, where an agent, if he sells, you know, or she sells 10 homes, 12 homes is considered like, wow, you made it. That was like the greatest year ever. Well, you know, I didn't know when I was just hanging out in this little circle, I didn't even know that it was possible to sell 24 homes. I didn't know it was possible to sell 36 homes. In fact, I remember going to a, to a conference. It was really meaningful because there was this guy, Greg Newman. He's, he's, in, he's a San Diego guy, but he was like one of the top agents here. Um, and he's still around, but he, he was speaking at this conference. And instead of being so polite, like everybody always is in our industry, uh -huh. he said something that really caught my attention. He, he just looked, looked at us all. And he's like, guys, if you're not selling at least 24 homes a year, you know, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, mm. all I'm talking about here is failing 28 days a month and winning twice. Is that so hard? You know, I just never had heard, first of all, I'd never heard someone talk so bluntly, but secondly, I, I didn't actually know that was possible. So as I start to uh, develop these relationships like guys like Gary, right? And he's in Nashville at a much lower price point. I don't know what his price point is today, but certainly if we go back, say whatever it was seven, you know, gosh, I met Gary probably in 2010 or 11, right? So 10 years ago, you're talking 200 ish thousand dollar price points. I start meeting other guys like Mark Z in Detroit. I start meeting these people where I realize, wow, if I can study, and here's the, here's the learning point. Here's the takeaway. Yeah. If I can study the systems, the work velocity, the processes that, you know, the, 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 um, the scale on lead generation uh -huh. on, on support staff, all these things that these guys, that I'm meeting in other parts of the country have to have just to make a living, right? Because if you sell 12 homes in Nashville, it doesn't work. Hmm. Okay. So it's, it's, if, if I can study the way they have to work, but I can bring those systems, lead gen, you know, strategies, et cetera. If I could bring all that to San Diego, hmm. then shit, I think the math might get really interesting really fast. Right. Right. Now on the contrary, Let's say you're in one of those other cities. Let's say you're in Detroit. Let's say you're in wherever it might be, mm -hmm. right? Most cities. You're in Omaha. You're in whatever. You get the point. You're in Tulsa. Well, what if you studied the standard of quality that guys like me in San Diego or maybe James, well, for sure, James in Beverly Hills, what if you took a look at from a quality standpoint what we need to do? to stand out, to be noticed, to win the listing. And guys, these aren't even difficult things. It's just simply step it up, like get rid of the iPhone and get a real photographer and maybe have them do it at twilight. It's like, you know, stop printing the shit at the office on floppy paper and maybe get like real cardstock from an actual printer. What if you're like, guys, if we, if we show up to our client, to our community with those materials, we get laughed out of the room. Okay. Right. But what if you brought a, a Southern California standard to your market and what if we brought the amount the work velocity that doesn't really exist typically in southern california what if we bring that to our market both of our both of our businesses might really improve
Wow. And, and, and so that's led to a lot of these dominoes that we've put in place, all that leverage that I mentioned at the beginning of this, uh, at the beginning of this call. Hmm. Um, so I'd say that was the biggest breakthrough because it allowed everything else to fall into place. I hope that makes sense. It, Dan, it does. And, and I know that anybody who's watching or listening, they're, they're nodding to themselves saying, yes, that's absolutely right. Learning from other people who have taken it there who have been where you want to go, who have really, uh, you know, bled and put that time in and really structured everything out to build this machine, taking that machine and the systems and applying it to your current markets with your branding. There it is. You got to put the time, you got to put the effort, but there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. And I love that. Unfortunately, a lot of professionals, they're, they're nervous or they're, um, they don't want to reach out to top producers or professionals because they're afraid that they're just going to be rejected. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, and anybody on here, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys are all a part of this, the best and brightest minds in the, in the world when it comes to real estate. If somebody is really interested in what's going on and they're not in your market and they reach out, most likely you're going to help them out. You're going to say, hey, this is how we do it. This is what's going on. I don't have a lot of time, but I can share some of this. There's, there's social media sites to follow. There's websites to follow. It's, not, it's really not that hard. If you really want to learn from somebody who's done it, you just got to put the effort in and go for it. Um, you're either going to make a, make a way to do it or you're going to make an excuse. That's it. And, and I, so I love that, Dan. I think that's fantastic. Learn from greater and smarter minds and then give back. I think that's huge. Uh, now, John, you're up, my friend, so I cannot wait to dive in. So what are your thoughts, takeaways, anything that uh, for growing ceiling business? Yeah, I mean, awesome stuff from everybody so far. Uh, just uh, grateful to be on with all of you. You know, for me, and, and you and I did a deep dive on, on our call uh, mm -hmm. I'm kind of way over here when it comes to all this shit because to me, selling is super easy. Um, and, and we go through this process a lot as we bring new agents into the team or, or uh, agents when they start struggling. I think people get so lost in this fear of rejection. And, and, I, and I just would implore people to, to know, and I think James said this, right? Like, if you really want to chase your dreams, well, then you cannot be afraid to fail at all. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, this idea of, to me, uh, being secure enough in yourself to know that it's okay to fail, be secure enough in yourself, as you said, to ask for help. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really, I think like the systems, the tools, all that shit, that will come in due time, right? Like I remember going to my first time fairy conference and I'm like, what the hell is all this stuff he's talking about? <laughs> like, I just, just, I just sell homes, right? Yeah. And then you realize, okay, now we're at a point where we have to flip a switch and, and now this is becoming a business. And so mm -hmm. you go through all of that growth um, but I would say things that stand out for me, uh, um, go with your gut. Mm. You know, when you've got business decisions to make, uh, go with your gut, go with your instinct. Um, you know, I always say, uh, well, I'll stay off of that for a moment. But, you know, we, we have this intuition inside of us. Mm. And so many times we want to suppress it because we're worried about what well, some other I don't know how much I can swear here. So I'm tampering. as much as you want, as much as I you don't want. Know, I, you know, it, we, we, we all have great things inside of us, but we suppress ourselves because we're worried about somebody else fucking things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think just being very raw and real with yourself that you're going to make mistakes. Right. It's okay. Uh, you're going to live another day, you know? And I think um, being focused on the relationships and not money, you know, people get into real estate because they think, Oh my gosh, I'm going to make all kinds of money. And you can, uh, but I will tell you this, if you're focused solely on the money, uh, you're probably not going to enjoy the ride as much. Um, mm -hmm. you, you know, I think you, you, you put yourself in a position to do dumb shit when you're focused just on the money. Sure. Uh, and, and truthfully, you know, when we talk about building a big business, it is solely based on the relationships that you build uh, mm -hmm. inside of your organization with your people and inside of your community. You know, that's a huge part of it. Um, it. And, and I would just say the other thing that, um, 
you know, is so important is, is taking initiative, mm. you know, um, door knocking, right? I mean, it's kind of ironic that in most markets, people are scared to go knock on a friggin' door and that you've got James talking about knocking on a $50 million home <laughs> at the door of a $50 million home. I don't even know where the hell that home is, but I will call him knock on that door tomorrow uh, because I'm not afraid of rejection. And so I think Love just, it. um, I think the biggest thing is this, if you're going to grow a big business and, and you're going to be a leader, uh, then you got to be super focused on developing yourself mm. uh, and getting real with yourself. And until you do that, I think you're going to plateau often. And I've been there, you know, I, right. I just think that uh, that personal development is huge because that's really how you lead people. And, and not just the people here at your office, the people in your home, uh, your wife, uh, mm. your significant other, your children, those are the relationships that, that all of this trickles back down to. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I just want to do the best that I can be the best husband I can be to be the best father I can be be the, the best friend that I can be. And, uh, and I think, uh, I'm always happy to mentor people and, and you've got to have the, uh, the will to reach out to any of us, uh, mm -hmm. to do that. So there is no one thing as everybody here knows. Yeah. Um, but, uh, just a lot of important things that are really simple principles to just, uh, to doing great in life, no matter what business you're in. Sean, I love that. And again, going for it, not letting any restrictions, um, you know, really stop you from what you're trying to accomplish in your life. And uh, I think looking at it from a, a healthy perspective and a balance in, in your career and your family and, and really doing right by the community, everything is being echoed so beautifully so far, you know, in this particular episode. So uh, I can't thank you enough for that, John. So Ricky, let's, uh, let's dive in, my friend. What, what, what are your thoughts? Anything for everybody to learn to grow their business? Yeah, for sure, man. John Cruster right there. He talked yeah. about uh, relationships over transactions, which is basically my tagline. Hmm. So, you know, I, I got in the business when I was 20 years old and I made a million really fast and uh, <laughs> made a bunch of mistakes. Hmm. I thought I was making some really good decisions, but it ended up being horrible decisions. And when the market crashed, I lost everything, right? So I went back to roofing houses, slept in my car a couple of nights, slept on friends' couches. I was literally broke, bankrupt, had nothing. And I read, I read a hundred books during that time, right? I was working on an oil rig right, in Mississippi and I read a hundred books and something in one of those books coupled with the fact that I realized that there were several of my clients that were still buying and selling at the bottom of the market when I was you know, out of the market. Mm -hmm. And something clicked somewhere and it just hit me and I realized that you know, the business is about people and closings never stop. Closings continue to happen every single day, you know, will happen for the rest of your life. And so, you know, as a new agent or, you know, if you haven't been through a market swing, a very violent one, you know, it, it can be kind of scary. But if you, if you really take a hard look at the big picture, you realize that closings don't stop. Okay. Mm. And, and so then you have to take a step back and say, okay, well, how do we, you know, how do we continue to, to represent buyers and sellers through a big market, you know, swing and downturn? Mm -hmm. And it all comes back to um, relationships. You know, if a buyer or seller at the end of a deal, if you ask them, how did you pick your agent, right? The most common answer is going to say, they're going to say, I had a friend in the business, hmm. right? That to me, that's the most common answer that I've heard. And so it makes me realize that our number one objective as real estate agents is not necessarily to close a deal, get a listing, get an appointment, you know, find leads, whatever. It's who can create the most friends with people in the market, hmm. right? It, it, com it comes down to your skill of communicating who you are as a person that you care about people, you know, because here's the problem. Here's the disconnect with the industry. Most agents, especially newer agents, they, they, 
really care about their clients. They really care about people. They want to work hard. They, they're, they're, they're honest. They're dependable. They're everything that a client wants in an agent, but because they've been trained improperly, they sound the opposite of who they really are. They sound like they're just going after the deal. They sound like they don't really, they sound like a robot. You know, it's like, Hey, Mr. Seller, you don't know me. I don't know you, but will you sell your house so I can make some money? And what I'm saying is, is let's, let's crumble up the 1980s scripts, put them in a pile and burn them. And let's move to the 20th, you know, let's move to the, to the 2000s here, 2020s, and where everything is revolved around how much value can we bring people and what can we do to help you, right? And then build a personal brand around that. So I don't know. I think it all comes down to, like I said, you know, who, who can build the most friendships? You know, how friendly are you and how well are you? at communicating who you are. And then on the backside of that, how are you going to build your personal brand with those people you made those great impressions with? Hmm. So you make the great first impression to let them know you care. You're the hardest working guy out here. And then you turn around and they're like, no, I'm not ready. But you build a personal brand around them through original consistent content through whatever hmm. platform you want. I chose a weekly email forever every okay. Wednesday since 2007. Hmm. I literally haven't made a cold call. I don't use social media. I don't do open houses, direct mail. I've done nothing since 2017 except for the weekly email. And I just continue to close 100, 100, 100, 100, wow. about 50 million worth every year. And it affords me time to spend with my family or write books or go speak or whatever I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Go build other businesses. So at the end of the day, if you put those three to five hard years in, to build as many friendships as you can with property owners who own the exact property you want to sell in your market, and then, then you're going to be one of the top agents in the area, you know, wow. hook, line, and sinker. Oh, Ricky, that's huge, man. And when you're talking about it from that standpoint, again, it is, is that relational aspect and, and being true and genuine, true in nature, right? So if you have an ability to really connect with somebody and, and be there for the long haul, right? Not just for the short term of the ready or not, but you're building that legacy in your community and you're, building that overlap of, you know, repeat business and referral business and, and growth. And I, I love that. It really comes down to it and, and finding your, finding your niche. You talked about email, right? So finding those avenues that work for you, that connect with your clients that you can be consistent with, that you can show up every day or every week or every month and really have value. That's crucial and key. I love that, Ricky. Uh, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that information. So Gary, my friend, you are up tools, takeaways, anything that you would recommend for growing a scaling business. Uh, I mean, all, all I did was work, focus on SEO and and do lead generation and realize that after a while you can only work on so many leads. You know, if you, I always equate it to a a tennis ball machine. You know, if a tennis ball machine is throwing out leads, you can catch each lead. Mm -hmm. When you get to about ten, fifteen. You, know, you just put them in your arm and then you can still catch them. But these ones that you've already caught, which are good leads, start falling through and start falling through the ground. So Great for analogy. me, it was more about realizing that I couldn't handle those leads because when you, I was doing pay-per-click and went from one or two a day to doing uh, 20 to 30 a day. It's um, huge. Yeah. So then I just, that's, that's when I got the team. So, the one thing that I would, that I would probably regret more than anything is not really having a, a system in place to 
follow up with those leads as clients over the past, you know, got my license 2001. So there's people I've sold a house to like typical of most agents that you're so focused on the leads that are coming in and, and making sure that those people have a good experience uh-huh. and then you become friends with them. And then next thing you know, you're working with somebody else. And then you say, oh, we'll stay in touch. We'll stay in touch. And I never did. That was my fault. So if I was a new agent starting, that would be something that I would really focus on is the, the, the past clients uh-huh. and, and building up that sphere because you, you know, listening to people here, they're not doing advertising and they're not doing marketing. What they've done is focused on the agents and their relationships. Right. And that's really uh, multiplied their business because they're taking referrals from the people that they work with. So to me, that's, that's one thing I didn't do and I wish I'd done that. So if you're asking me uh, things that I should have done, it would be focus on, on their re- on your repeat business and the client care. I mean, I, we, we do that now. We do the client um, appreciation parties and things like that. But if I've been doing that in, since 2001, things would be a lot different. Right. No, in a, in a positive way. And, and Gary, when you're talking about that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a man after my heart when you're talking about, you know, SEO and pay-per-click and, and, you know, lead gen and that sort of standpoint on the digital aspect. But I agree. I love that analogy with the tennis ball and catching. You can only hold on to so many. They start slipping through the cracks. And um, I think that having that infrastructure or automation set up in place where you have backend. So if it's a company like Verse or Structurally or Conversion Monster, um, or if it's internal ISAs, licensed ISAs or, or non-licensed ISAs, I think that that's going to be crucial for not just the initial contact, but the follow up and nurture along the way if we're talking about lead gen just specifically but again what i'm hearing from you is really just focusing on the people just as we've continually gone through and heard yeah, i think that's, that's important. That after a while you realize that you, you don't call them lead you call them clients and then they become people and then it's a whole cliche mm-hmm. but everybody wants to deliver the best possible customer experience possible because what's the end goal of this is to make sure that somebody finds their dream home Hmm. and you want to give them the best, like I said, the best possible experience. So it's a big cliche, but the reason it's a cliche is because it's true. You want to make sure that Mr. and Mrs. Jones or little Steve and Mary and or whoever, they have such a good experience with you that they're going to say, you're my realtor for life. I'm going to tell everybody about you. And then you, that's how you grow your business. So Yeah. yeah, I think, having systems it's everything that you do is really to is for us i'm sure everybody else is the same is to really make sure that your people have an amazing time so you you work with the best people you work with all the best peripheral services everybody is is there to make you look good so that the the client has a like i said it's going to say for the fifth time now the best possible experience no, I, I love it, Gary. And, and again, I think the takeaways are, are there for everybody to really understand. And as I said before, everybody's episode is going to be listed down below. So you can really dive deeper into everybody um, and, and understand their background and what they're talking about a little bit deeper into it. But I do want to switch over to Catherine. So Catherine, you're up. What takeaway, uh, thought process, anything for you to grow and scale the real estate business? Um, I think we already uh, focused a lot on relationship. Um, I'm a huge relationship builder. I totally believe relationships are the most important part of my my business. Um, I do that a lot through video and anybody who knows me uh, knows that I'm really um, 
good with videos. Huge. If you go on my Facebook page, there's always a video running. Uh, I'm very strong on the virtual open houses, on the lifestyle videos on properties. And I do it a little bit different. I don't do those picture perfect videos anymore. Mm. I walk through the properties. So my clients really feel like they're walking through the property through my eyes Love it. and we've been really successful with that concept and that way we were able to connect the the you know the direct relationship through an online relationship hmm. and uh, we are able to reach more people and stay top of mind with our clients and uh, especially during this pandemic it's mm -hmm. it's really been amazing that we have been in front of our people and they saw us eye to eye without like being there Right. But um, at the same time, then you have to connect it. You have to do the connect from the online videos to really like meeting the clients mm. or talking to them through Zoom or FaceTime or what, whatever their preferred uh, method of communication. And some people even go for coffee now. Some sure. people feel comfortable. Um, but that has been huge for me with a clients, but also other agents. So mm. I've been participating in a lot of panels where I've mostly like, my participation wasn't the best thing. It was like me learning from other people, right? Sure. I always love to learn from other people. And um, I have built my relationships with clients and other agents a lot through video. And hmm. um, that's, that's one of my biggest takeaways. I mean, I built basically most of my business through my videos. I, I think that's huge takeaways for everybody to really understand is there's so many different ways for you to have success in the real estate business. And obviously utilizing technology, social media, and video is a crucially important one to be in front of the right people, right places, right time, and be consistent, connect. And I know that everything that we've been going through uh, in 2020 has really had a lot of reflection on individual businesses and how am I staying in top of mind? How am I staying in contact? How am I really having those nurtured relationships happen where I can't be physically face-to-face -face? and video does it as close as possible. What's great about what you said though, is again, it's leveraging and it's allowing you to be in more than one place, right? And mm -hmm. I think that that's what so many of us forget to do is, you know, we're, we're trying to do so many different things and we have so many different moving parts and so many support staff and things that are going on, but how can we further leverage and a way to further leverage yourself, obviously how you're doing it is through video. And that's just one small aspect of it but it's really making a difference in your, your business. So I love And I, I only have to record a video once and then it keeps running. And I have a virtual assistant. She's my social media manager. She keeps love posting it. the videos. So right. I really, really started leveraging my time through video and my clients love seeing the lifestyle because people don't just buy a house for the house. And we should all remember that they buy it for the lifestyle. What can I do around the property? Why do I buy this house in this location? And uh, we have been very successful with that. Huge advice. Absolutely love that from the technical standpoint. So thank you so much, Catherine. Matt, you're up, my friend. I cannot wait for you to dive in. Takeaways, thought processes. Uh, what, what do you what's, got for us? What's left to say? Oh, come on. There's plenty. I mean, wow. I, honestly, several times I kept forgetting that I was on the panel. Because <laughs> I've taken like six and a half pages of notes. You guys are freaking rock stars. Oh, this is great. Um, you know, I, I you, everybody wants to ask this question, you know, what's the one thing? Like, what would you focus on? And um, you guys have all kind of nailed it. But if I'm going to summarize, like, what works for me, um, Dan, you really articulated this well around mindset. And, you know, the, one of the things I remember really early on when I first started was, I always wanted to be in the room where I felt like the dumbest guy in the room. I mm. wanted to be around the people that were having conversations that, that challenged me as often as possible. And it, it really was 
somebody else was talking about just being uncomfortable. Like it was often very uncomfortable walking in and saying, do I even belong here? You know, am I wearing the right shoes? Like I, I, Uh but I, I really sought that out early on. And as often as I could, I would try to get around people that just were talking way over my head until all of a sudden you woke up one day and said, wow, I might actually belong in this room. I I actually have some things to contribute. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was just always part of it for me. And mostly it was driven just because I hate losing. (laughs) I don't mind failing, but I hate losing. And so I, I, I like, I just, I, I was, I was driven to get rejected until nobody else would reject me anymore until they just had no good reason. And if they did say, no, I don't want to hire you or no, you're not the right guy for me. I could look at them and be like, well, they're just literally crazy. Like there's no good reason that anybody wouldn't want to, but I needed to have that confidence first. And so I figured that the more I could be around people that were just winners, I I would, I would be able to do that. So the first thing was really mindset and getting clear that like, it's just going to be a grind for a while and you have to get yourself around people that are accustomed to that and, and happy with it and enjoy it. And and there are those people out there, right? They're, 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 they're out there. There's people that just love the, love the heat of the war and the battle. Um, the second thing was I, I always, and it, everybody talked about this too, but activity is the key. Like I, nobody here said, no one here said the key to my success is I invented a fangaloo or I invented this new badoo Like nobody said that, like right. nobody invented anything. We all got to work and activity is the key. The problem is in our business that, that we're, we're so inundated with incoming new ideas, new this, new technology, new this, new this, new this. And at the end of the day, it's one person at a time, right? right? So the activity for me early on was, did I get a new appointment today? Like hmm. every day as a new agent, did I get an appointment today? That was the question I would get out of bed and put my feeling, I'm going to get an appointment today. And I never scored a hundred percent, right? Nobody hmm. did because otherwise you'd sell 365 houses a year. And I never did that. But I knew that if I focused on that one thing every day, that I would be able to move the ball every day a little bit further along. And we literally run our team that exact same way. We have one simple metric on our team and it's not contacts. It's not dials. It's not dialogues. It's appointments. It's just how many appointments, how many consultations did you get this week? That's it. And we have a standard and everybody's got to live up to that. And everybody knows what the standard is. And it's really simple. And you know that if you do the things you need to do in order to get into conversations with new relationships that the rest of the stuff is kind of work itself out. Hmm. Um, and then the last bit for me was, and you all touched on this, but it's really about value. Hmm. And so as the team evolved, as I went from being a realtor to a business owner, to a leader, the question I was constantly wrestling with is how do I bring more value? Just more, how do I not charge more, but give Hmm. people more like every day, how do they get to pay the same amount? How does an agent who came to my team three years ago, every day I want them to say, well, it's better than it was yesterday, right? Like, cause, right. cause those of us that have evolved and built big teams, you know, that the team that somebody joined is not the team that they're on, right? Like mm-hmm. it is this process of evolution and it's either going down or it's getting better, right? Mm-hmm. So all I ever want to do is make sure that my agents are getting way more value today than they used to get. Mm-hmm. And, and whether they joined the team yesterday or they joined the team three years ago, or that my clients I love the experience of a customer doing business with me today who did business with me five years ago saying at the end of the transaction, wow, you guys have changed. This is awesome. Like it's gotten so much. This is different. Like I love that. So it really is those three things for me. It was just about the mindset of, you know, being uncomfortable, getting in the rooms with the, with the people that were absolutely crushing it, staying totally focused on simple activity, nothing fancy. Like I often joke, I have the, 
most boring big business in the world because we don't do anything fancy. I mean, really, we don't do a lot. Like, people, what do you do for social media? I'm like, a couple posts and stuff, I guess. Like, we don't really do anything extraordinary like that. We're just really focused on handshakes and and relationships every day. And um, and then ultimately just making sure that you're always adding value to every relationship. Are you comfortable leaving the conversation knowing that you left more than you took? And if you can focus on that, the rest of the stuff kind of works itself out. Whether you're selling 20 homes a year or 500, if you do those things, it kind of play, it plays out. And then you can do stuff like Catherine, which it's amazing. Like that's pure authenticity. Like I don't want to be on video. I, I'm so uncomfortable. It makes me ask Greg. He tried to get me. I'm like, I don't want to do it, dude. It makes me uncomfortable. But, but it's just authentic. It's authentic, right? Like I right. like to play softball and drink beer and do that kind of stuff. And that works for me. You know, right. like I get customers that way and it's super authentic. But me on video, it's a little bit, you know, it's awkward as you guys can tell. Thank you. Oh, you're crushing it. That's yeah. my pit. Thank you. Matt, I, I love that you mentioned all those things and you, you had picked up so many great things from Dan and from John and, and uh, you know, really from James and talking about that fear and, and surrounding yourself with great people and really looking at the mindset aspect and, and bringing so much value and taking it to another spot in the evolution. I mean, that was a huge ad, Matt. So thank you so much for sharing that. That was really, really great stuff. Uh, so I do want to go over to Sarah. So Sarah, if you're ready to go, um, you know, something you take away, anything that you'd grow and scale business uh, for anybody watching or listening. You know, the, instead of focusing on business, I'll focus on the, the one question that has been not an addition question, but a multiplication question in my Interesting. life. Interesting. All right. And because I think in real estate, we focus a lot on adding, you know, it's like this little piece and this little piece and this little piece and plus one, plus one, plus one. But I want to talk about multiplying because okay. that's what leverage is. And the two big things, one is a question and the other one is an action. And hmm. um, the question is asking myself and everyone can ask themselves, what's this for? Hmm. What is it all for? You know, are we working so hard to sell another house, to make more money, to be number one, to be, you know, the Titan, the big boss, the whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the point of that? When I started in real estate, the point was I wanted to own horses. I wanted to show, you know, the horses that are right behind me. I wanted to show in cow horse. It was like the thing. It's a really difficult sport for somebody, especially who didn't grow up with horses. Mm. I was like, I'm going to get really good at real estate so I can make money and ride horses. But the cool thing about life, and all of us here have been through good experiences, we've been through extremely difficult experiences. Hmm. Um, you know, this year notwithstanding, you know, we've all seen challenge in our life. And the question is, well, what's that for? Hmm. You know, what has this real estate uh, being able to, you know, sell a bunch of houses and get to ride horses and do all that stuff? Well, what's the point? Wow. And the real question I think that, comes back to is what did God put me on earth to do? Hmm. Was it to sell real estate and to be an agent up on stage talking about, Oh, well, you know, I have this fancy trick and this fancy trick and you can add, 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 or what can you do that multiplies? Wow. So the action is giving hmm. and giving is the great multiplier. And every person who you've interviewed so far have multiplied their business as soon as they shift into a mindset of giving. Hmm. Anytime we get in the mindset of ego and, you know, we're the best, we're number one, we're a big dog, we're whoever, that's fine and it feels really great, but that's not what we were put on earth for. That's not God's purpose for our lives. 
And, you know, I've learned that the hard way, like a lot of people I've, you know, I've been so excited and happy and, you know, let it go to my head from time to time for sure. Sure. Um, like I'm sure everybody here has at some point, you know, being like, yeah, you know, pat on the back being <laughs> successful, but realizing that much is given to us so that we can give far, far more to the people in our world. And mm. I've got to say, you know, from a real estate standpoint, when you focus on the question of what am I here for? Mm -hmm. what's the point of all of this? It's not just, I'm not just going to wake up and sell a house today. I'm going to wake up and make someone's life better. I'm going to use the money that I get to make our world better, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Then the action is truly giving and mm -hmm. giving across all religions, across everywhere in the world, all spiritual practice says, if you give, it will be multiplied back to you. And I think we focus so much on leveraging technology and leveraging all this other stuff. But as soon as we make that shift and we get to a point where we can expand, where we're not just thinking about ourselves and our success and we're giving, that's when it gets multiplied back to us, which is hmm. not a concept I came up with, but one that has absolutely changed my life, especially recently. Wow, Sarah, that's huge. And again, I know that everybody will echo you on that as far as the, the, the giving mentality and, and supporting others above ourselves and, and really making a difference in, in our worlds, right? Not just for our individual families, but our clients and their families and our communities. And I think that having that shift of it isn't about us and it isn't about what we're doing inside here to something bigger, that's really where things explode. And again, not to downplay keeping score and record and increasing volume. I mean that the more you make, the more you can give, right? The more you can serve. So you have to take care of yourself and your family first and then accordingly uh, growing into that. But I think that that's somebody out there who's watching and listening. I know that that's going to touch them because we're so goal oriented. We're so driven by the numbers and we're driven by volume, but really ask yourself why, as you said, and what else are we doing? What are we doing above and beyond just that? And I think that that's such a beautiful undertone to everybody um, that's going through here so far, Sarah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Lee, you got to close it up. You got to close everything up. I'm super excited. Takeaways, thought processes, not, last but not least, uh, Lee. Well, Sarah, I want to hug your neck because amen, sister, and hallelujah, and preach, preach, preach. And the rest of y'all, y'all need some damn energy in your lives online. What the hell are y'all acting all calm for except for man? I want to come play ball with you and drink beer, but I play first base because I'm kind of old. So here's what I've gathered from all of these things y'all been saying. First of all, everybody watching, the key to all of this shit is R&D. That's rip off and duplicate. You don't have to recreate the wheel. And y'all all forgot to give credit to the man who originally started all of this stuff, and that's Howard Brenton. And Star Power Network that he started in the 90s where he put us in front of people doing 300 and 500 and 800 deals a year to open our eyes so that we can now create these masterminds on the social medias. And so you should all give a high five to the late and great Howard Brenton. High five and on then I've got to tell y'all that I hate that James got up off of here because $120 million property, he acts like it's no big shakes. That would buy like the entire town of Concord. <laughs> My average price point is right at 350. Amen and hallelujah is cheaper than rent. <laughs> And then I've been told in a message, I had too much resting bitch face during the presentation, but that's what I do when I'm listening and writing notes. It's just how I roll. So don't be judgy. And y'all want to know what changed my business. It's this, this is my intake sheet. It's for every buyer, every seller. You can download them at LeeBrown.com for free. This wow. took my business from 5 million a year to 75 million a year. And it's about getting consistent and it's not a fancy system and the sellers are on yellow. 
and the buyers are on blue so I can find them on my desk which is full of white paper there's a buyer sheet right there and so that's what I was sitting here also jambling on I've got to talk call a seller back she's approximately 400 years old so I'm gonna have to call and talk for a long time okay. and the other thing that I would tell y'all is for me for prospecting some of y'all like oh door knock and all this other stuff and all right so friends I, I know you're not gonna do anything they said I know you I'm like you I'm an introvert as well and so what I do with my team is we don't even try for hour of power. It's one phone call a day and it's at 8 a.m. And the phone call you make at 8 a.m. is to somebody you love, your mama, your brother, your cousin, your kid, your grandkids, your best friend. I don't care. It cannot be a prospect or a cold rando person. It has to be somebody with whom you're in a life relationship so that you can make your humanity better because then it's easier to prospect after somebody who likes you as a human you talk to them before somebody rips you a new one as a realtor and they say, take me off your list. You can handle that if you've talked to somebody nice. And then what else was I going to tell y'all? Um, oh, the jewelry I'm wearing right here. I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm about to go mama hen on y'all here. I don't see y'all wearing this RPAC jewelry. Are any of y'all major investors with the Realtors Political Action Committee? Gary, Deborah is, but you need to suck it up. And you told me last year you would after you bought that fancy RV because I know you sell enough houses. Look, you all need to be major investors in the political world. come on. You know I'm a major investor. You can't try and call me out like that. That's terrible. Gary, <laughs> I, like, I love his partner. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Isn't she, Gary? We love her. See, he knows. He's got the, he does have an amazing team. But I'll tell y'all, if you're only focused on the transactional side of the business and on selling houses and making money, that's great. But if the political side goes sideways, mm. you won't have any businesses to protect or any houses to protect. And if you're not looking at the tax plans for certain people who are running for president, you should be scared shitless right now. Pay attention. And so I make a lot less money now than I did back in 2009 when I first got involved in volunteering with the association. Because once I found out the depth of what we do and the importance of being at the table for the policymakers, who frankly, most of them are so old and so far away from purchasing real estate mm. with an FHA loan or a USDA loan or a VA loan, much less our 20% down lucky people. Mm. But they don't know what our clients go through. And y'all, we have an obligation to protect property rights, to protect entrepreneurism, because we're the last country on earth with good opportunity for mm. random anybody doesn't need to have a college degree you can get into real estate with very low barriers to entry. And if you're willing to do what Matt said, make the activity happen. I love that he said the activity is the key. Mm -hmm. It makes all the sense in the world. And so I'm just going to challenge all of you, your top producers, reach out to somebody in your local association or your state association and start investing in RPAC. And I mean, because I know y'all are ballers because y'all are all talking about your volume. Everyone y'all needs to be where I am. This is the top level. It's platinum R president circle. Do it because if we don't protect this business, who's going to? I'm telling y'all the, the work has fallen for too long on the ones who are in their waning years. We're in the heat of our businesses. Every one of y'all is making a killing at this. Protect your clients, protect our business and protect each other. And then I just got to tell y'all that um, the last thing I'll tell you that I learned a long time ago, my 20 years in the business, if you want to make your business better, learn how to run an asshole free business. And that's what these intake sheets will do for you. You get halfway down the sheet and you're like, mm -mm, not in my cup of tea. I'm going to refer you out because I don't have the bandwidth for your personality. And y'all, there's a butt for every saddle. And if you let go of some of these bad deals, you'll get your life back. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'll see you next time. Oh, Lee, I love you so much. Ah! <laughs>
<laughs> Absolutely incredible. That was a mic drop. Awesome. Anybody who's listening to this and not actually watching it, that was a mic drop moment all day long. And what a beautiful way to close everything out. I, I can't thank everybody who took the time today past Titans and in secondary Titans for episode 200 to really share your knowledge and your business and just freely with everybody who's watching or listening is absolutely incredible honored. And I can't thank you all enough. I love you so much. Um, and when it comes down to really everybody out there is watching or listening, as I said before, all of every feature Titan that's been on this particular episode 200, all their links will be listed below. All their websites will be listed below their social media, um, as well as their full episode on their uh, past Titans. So just go back, connect with these people, follow them, learn from some of the best and brightest minds out there. I cannot stress enough. Um, this is just an incredible wealth of knowledge. So again, I can't thank everybody enough uh, so much. And I want to thank everybody out there, as always, for your time and attention and love and support here at Real Estate Titans. We are live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon. It is going to be a little bit different format from here on out. It will be in the lightning rounds. More information to come out accordingly that way. I have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are in real estate and you're looking to grow and scale your business on the digital end, you're looking to dominate your current market and then really expand what you're doing for lead gen and nurture and follow up for closed transactions, visit lineboltmedia.com. Thanks everybody so much. And we'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Bye. Thanks everybody. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you.